Hey friends, I want to thank you for listening once again. And in the spirit of transparency, I want to tell you how I am making these podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way that I found that I can make a podcast. It's free and the app actually comes with uh, tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts get your actual audio and you don't have to do anything. That's beautiful. You can make money from it. There's no minimum listenership that you have to have in order to be able to create income from this podcast. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So you just have to download the free Anchor app or go to A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Hey, friends, we are back with the Art of Transition podcast. This is Erica here, and I got my good friend, Onaje Henderson. This man is one of the managing partners of Zuka Art Gallery in Atlanta. He's got so much to share with you. Onaje, why don't you just start off by telling him a, a little bit about who you are and, and what Zukat is. Hi, my name is Onaje Henderson. As Erica mentioned, thank you for having me. Um, so Zukat, we're the largest African-American art gallery in the Southeast. We specialize in original works, primarily by African-American artists. Uh, our goal in all of this is to, number one, create more collectors of African-American work. And number two is to educate about the importance of collecting culture, specifically culture of ours, African-American culture. Um, as African-Americans, a lot of times we invest in everybody else's stuff and not our own. Yep. And so it's really important that we begin to do the same. So that's part of it. Um, we have been able to do a lot here in the city, but we also do work. Um, we've been fortunate enough to do some work in uh, St. Kitts and Nevis. Um as well as Miami and some other places around the country. So we're excited about what this year is going to bring to us. We're trying to get more deals happening on the corporate side so we can see more black faces in, in spaces. So yes, that is so one of our important. goals as well. So uh, that's a little bit about us. Uh, one thing about the partners, we're all engineers. Uh, I'm a mechanical engineer. My brother Omar is a chemical engineer. My business partner Troy is aerospace. How do engineers decide, <laughs> hey, we are going to enter into yeah, yeah. the Space. Right, right. And, and, and you know, it's funny. What we did is we, um, we're problem solvers. That's what engineers are. Our ah. whole goal is to try to solve a problem. And the problem in this case is that why are we not collecting culture? Mm. And so how do, we, how do we demystify the art game? And so many people making money off art right now, too. And the power is all in the collector's hands. So how do we begin to even engage what we feel comfortable in these spaces? You know, how many, how many of us do, do actually go to galleries? And look with the intention of shopping for artwork. Mm. So a lot of times we don't think it's for us. We think it's for someone else. We think you have to be wealthy. We think all these other things about it. But at the same time, we will spend money on everything else. <laughs> so how, how, do we, how do we just normalize it to a place? I mean, I was definitely one of those people. Like you see me with, you know, different uh, Supreme backpacks, different Louis Vuitton luggage Balling. and things like that. <laughs> per se, you know. <laughs> So I definitely have um, Zukat to thank for like my first real right. collector's piece. Like I actually picked it out. Yeah. Like I went to the gallery, 
um, I picked it out and I'm like, yeah, that one, this, this one speaks to me. And that's the most important part. And I think the hard part a lot of times that we typically are used to going to places where we don't even see anything that we can even identify with. Mm. And so what we're realizing in the gallery too, is that a lot of us feel uncomfortable around our, our own, in our own spaces sometimes. So for example, we'll have a, we'll have potential clients say things like, I don't know if I can buy that piece. I don't want to offend anybody. And we say that. We ask them, like, who are you going to offend? Right. And so the idea, though, is that how sometimes your own blackness, Mm -hmm. for some reason in our minds, can be offensive to someone else. Mm. When in reality of a situation, I can literally have a painting called I Hate Whitey. The person will buy it. Mm -hmm. It will be a white client. (laughs) Because they appreciate the perspective that it's coming from. So it may be some narrative behind or something like that. We're worried. We're so worried about thinking about what everyone else, how everyone should see us, Mm -hmm. how they do see us. And so we're doing some other things. So it's not our fault, of course. It's more like this is what we have to try to figure out. How do we demystify some things to make us feel comfortable in our own spaces, including our own homes. Gotcha. Um, and gotcha. so it speaks more to that. And, and how do we get to a place where we're, we're, we're literally our sleeping giant right now? How do we wake up a sleeping giant? Because mm. what we do typically, we wait till someone else validates our stuff. Mm. So if someone outside our culture says it's great, mm-hmm. then we want it. The problem with that is typically they've already purchased it and they're selling it back to us. Mm. So how do we wow. become, how do we, how do we become the, the, the actual validators? Of our work, yeah. Instead of being told what's great, we put money us. into it. That's exactly. how. <laughs> exactly, and we actually, and we, and we, and we spread the word. You yeah. know, so for every, for every high-end designer that's out there, you can't tell me it's not a talented black person. Either A, has been ripped off by somebody else already, mm-hmm. or B, just needs a shot. Mm-hmm. And so the same money we sometimes spend in some of these designers, we could be spending with a with a with a black-owned business mm-hmm. that makes clothes or yeah. make shoes or handbags or whatever. But I think the thing about it is that we're all guilty of it. So it's not, I'm not even, I'm not even void of this conversation. I'm right. saying we all do it. Yeah. I'm just saying we, it just takes us to consider this as well. I'm not saying stop doing whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. Consider this also. Let's put the artist on this list of expenses. Exactly. <laughs> what is that saying? Um, earth without art is just it. Yeah. <laughs> It's just that. That's all it is. And we don't even recognize a lot of times. You go you go to places, you don't even recognize that what makes certain things dope mm-hmm. is the art. Yeah. You know, like you, you and you take it for granted until it all comes down or it's not there anymore. Yeah. Um and also the importance of seeing yourself in spaces until you realize I, I had a client come in today and she was like, This is my first time actually even being interested in art. She said, I'm not an art person. And I said, the reason why is because you're seeing yourself on the wall. And she was like, I've never seen myself in, on, on walls before, like in spaces. <laughs> meaning when I say sees herself, meaning like images, black images. Mm-hmm. You know, we do field trips uh, with the city of Atlanta at times and with students. And I remember one white parent actually thanked me at the end. She said, you know, our children need this. She said, you know what? Correct. She said, my children need this. Oh, wow. And she was saying that because they need to see a, a world that exists with perspectives and images that are not just themselves. They see mm-hmm. themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. And so by doing that all the time, they also get a, a false sense of what real life really is and for everyone else. Mm-hmm. So. so I've been using uh, Canva. It's a program, an app and things. I'm kind of getting familiar with that. 
And I'm even seeing in the stock photos, like there's not a lot no. of stock photos that have hands that look like mine. No. So you can have an image of somebody holding a phone and that message in that phone is what you're trying to get across. But for me, I'm looking like, oh, well, I'm brown exactly. and my exactly. hand doesn't look like that. And my followers are going to look at this and say, oh, well, that's not her. Exactly. <laughs> so now you got to spend money to get your own like your own photo shot uh, for just stock images purposes. Mm-hmm. You know, we have photographers who have, who have like delved into that, ple- that, that place. Carlton Mackey did Black Men Smile. Oh, right, because right. Because he started that initially because he said he was looking for some images as a photographer. He was looking for some images. Mm-hmm. He Googled Black Men Smiling and nothing came up. We smile all the dog mm-hmm. all the time. Such an intelligent brother. So, Such an intelligent brother. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely, um, uh, we, we, we are just trying to fill some of these voids, right? Yes. And so yes. those are the areas. So, earlier we were speaking about different resources that are available, and I can definitely say Zucat has been a place where I can go um, when you guys have the art walk. So, I can just really go and be immersed in culture. But you also have a lot of information to share in terms of resources where other creatives can go um, and and just kind of discover themselves. If you can kind of help the readers out, um, the um, listeners out. Sure. So we do something monthly at the gallery called an art tasting where we talk about collecting, how to collect, why to collect, but not what to collect. Completely free event. And it's designed to demystify collecting. Like, so you understand why a painting costs what it costs. So if you see a painting there for $20,000, we can explain to you why it's $20,000. Okay. So we can break down these things that in other, in other areas, we just understand that Louis Vuitton is going to cost X. Mm-hmm. We never think about the fact that that's a canvas bag most of the time, and it costs more than most leather bags. Mm-hmm. doesn't make sense, but we accept it. We understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for whatever reason, we understand it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when it comes to art, especially ours, we need, we need to explain it. It's a new thing for us, so we understand that. And so we do that. We talk about materials. We talk about um, the, just, just what we should know in regards to who our greats are. Mm-hmm. You know, who are the blue chip African-American artists right now? You mm. know? And so we talk about all those different things. And then, and then the, the importance of buying what you like, which you, which, which you said earlier. Uh, other spaces in Atlanta that, that you can go to, for example, is the Hammond House. Hammond's House is uh, actually uh, not too far from the gallery uh, in southwest Atlanta. And that's a museum, mm. um, and they do they do various exhibits uh, um, every every I say every ninety days or so. It's a okay. new exhibit that's up. Okay. I'm actually on the board of the Hammond House as well, okay. so um, they need more patrons there. I've we never need, been there. Really? I've never been here. It's a great space. Okay. And they do they they have various nights. They do the Auburn Research Library has various events that go on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, for Atlanta to be Atlanta, you would expect to be a lot more culture here. Mm-hmm. There's another African-American art gallery called September Gray Gallery. Um, that's a uh, gallery that we actually, we're beginning to do more work with as well. Mm-hmm. Um, collaboration. Yes. Yes. And we're, we're, we're looking to do more collaboration across the country also. Okay. Um, and then you also have um, Peter Street Station, mm-hmm. uh, which is more emerging artist spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta. So there are a few that are out there that do these things. Right. Um, and and these, different, these various levels, I think the bigger parts where it all connect. Now, from a cultural experience standpoint, mm-hmm. the gallery is located in Castleberry. Castleberry Hill District of Atlanta is known as the Art District. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, as the, the number of galleries that were there at one point are not there anymore. A lot of them closed down. We've been there for about 10 years. And I, th- I can say one of one of the main reasons for our success in that space, in the art space during the recession and everything else, is because we were creative. 
mm. that whole idea of what we were able to do during that time to 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 continue to exist uh, had a lot to do with the fact that we all work in the areas of disruption and innovation. Mm -hmm. So we say, okay, well, how do we approach this differently? So your engineering background allows you to transition into this creative art space yes. that you are able to curate because you solve problems, you know how to make things happen logistically. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Got you. And so now the good thing about Castleberry now is that we've been able to weather that storm and now with this resurgence of new businesses opening up mm -hmm. over the past, uh, I'd say two, three years, you know, Castleberry is the, is the highest concentration of African-American owned businesses in the country. Wow. And so we, from restaurants to uh, architecture firms mm -hmm. to uh, galleries, bars, oh. and a lot of us own the actual property as well. So, it's so speak a, on that really quickly. So there's, you're owning the, 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 building exactly that you are running the business out of exactly and and so and and that's that's big too but you know like you have people like alfonso and you have uh, alfonso cross who owns parlor which mm -hmm. is a uh which is at, i think it's currently the the only african-american owned cocktail bar in the city huh. um but you know he also he and his sister also own pretty much that block uh on peter street oh. and then you also have the Russell family, mm -hmm. who own <laughs> tons of land in Southwest Atlanta, but also in Castleberry, all the way to uh, Morehouse Spelman area, over in that area as well. So yeah. we're talking blocks and blocks of land. And you were mentioning that the there's a Russell Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship, uh, the RCIE. Um, they're currently raising money for it as well. Now um, it's already open um, and it's designed uh, to help black businesses grow in okay. the incubator. And, and there they'll they have from podcast room to green rooms so you can and from uh, that you can green screen rooms where you can go and tape and record. Mm -hmm. um, they also have uh, conference areas and uh, rooms specifically designed for various needs. But it's also you can go there and hoteling space that you can work in, you know, from in regards to you can set up your desk every day and go there and work. Mm -hmm. um, and they're forming these relationships with banks as well. So now they're trying to figure out ways to get around this. I mean, one of the biggest problems in business right now is this economic issue. Right. So mm -hmm. like, you can have the greatest idea in the world. But if you don't if you don't either if, if you don't have access to capital you mm -hmm. can't do anything how do you fund it <laughs> so that's what they're they're working on too okay. so they're developing these relationships with these banks to explain to them what we're what we're doing here they're okay. also giving them the opportunity to even create uh i think in phase two they can be able to create a lot of their products literally at the rcie as well that's so beautiful yeah that's yeah, it's so gonna be beautiful really dope dope time right now you're just full of information <laughs> <laughs> got to be the listeners thank you i know for sure i know they thank you and i definitely thank you oh, for your welcome. time and just being able to come and talk to you about these things ultimately it's about helping people understand you don't just have to sit in one box no not at <laughs> you all you can transition from multiple things and continue to transition as we will transition one day into a legacy exactly exactly <laughs> what are you gonna leave for the people what are you gonna leave for the world and you know it's funny the the, the biggest thing about it too is i never thought about myself as one thing i never put brakes on myself mm. so um the same way i do this my brother and i we're both serial entrepreneurs we do other things as mm -hmm. well and i'm not afraid about trying and I, I i said this on a panel recently and i was like you know one thing about me i've never failed because 
even with someone else may consider a failure is that I learned something from it and I went and made money from something else or was able to learn something from that experience and start another business. Yes. And so there's a there's opportunity in all of it. Um, and there's so many ways right now uh, to transition without even leaving where you are. Mm-hmm. Take, well, the way technology works now, you know, you can start a T-shirt company and just and just really promote it just over Facebook and Instagram and make tons of money that way. And it'll pop. Exactly. <laughs> so you just never know. But, it's, it, but the, the trick is to uh, kill analysis paralysis mm-hmm. and just start some stuff. Just do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Man, I appreciate you doing this. No problem at all. No problem. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much.